spiritual breath. Spiritual breath is a forum created to share one's thoughts and views to provide thoughtful, provocative conversations to assist one to making the necessary adjustments as they cope with life challenges. By no means does this podcast attempt to persuade you to see things as I do. Just another opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. With that being said, you know, there's a famous nursery rhyme that is out there. I think we all probably have heard of it uh, one way or another. And it goes something to the nature. I may forget of it, but it's Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And somewhere between that, he couldn't get his, all his stuff back together again. He looked for the king horses and all the king's men to put him back together again. And evidently that didn't work in his favor. Now, y'all know the nursery rhyme. It doesn't important. It's not important what the area I left out or how I may have uh, messed it up. But just think about this. And we want to tie this into our spiritual connection and relationship with God. Think about this. Humpty Dumpty was uh, a figure. When you see the picture of it, it's an egg. And this egg has hands and feet and it happened to be perched on a wall. And for some strange reason, it falls off the wall and it hits the ground and it breaks up into pieces. And then this egg has the sense to, to know that it's broken. So it begins to look for help from anything possible to put it together again. But everything that it looked to, it didn't work out. I don't know about y'all, but that in itself is a blessing in knowing that there is some hope for you if you stop, if you look in the right direction. So let's break this down. Humpty Dumpty was perched on a wall. If we look at it in the now day life that we are, there are some times where we are in a comfortable place. Things are going well for us. And all it takes is a strong wind or a shake in the ground or earthquake or something abnormal to happen or something that is not planned to shake us from our safe place. And in some cases, it pushes us forwards or pushes us backwards, but it pushes us out of our safe environment or a safe situation or our secure place. And when that happens, it's an uncomfortable place to be in. Well, we know that this happens to us because James said in chapter one, he said, count it all joy when you fall into diver temptation. But then he says, but let patient have her perfect work. See, so that tells us there are going to be some times where things are going to come up in our life and it's going to push us or cause us to make some adjustments. And way we adjust to those things may be the difference to us having a successful day or a challenging day. I would never say a failure in days because I believe failure is just another opportunity to do it again and learn from your mistakes. So failure to me is not what failure in most cases have said. That means you were incomplete or not able to achieve the goals that were set before you. I just believe that your goals have been delayed or there was another step that needed to be taken before you went forward to achieve what you set out to do. So and what I'm saying is we have to understand in our spiritual walk that every day is not going to be a picture perfect day. There are going to be some days that are a little more challenging than others. But the one thing that stays concrete, if you do have that relationship, that connection and a trust in the Holy Spirit with God, that things will work out for your good. You remember we talked about, I think it's in Romans 8 and um, 28, I think, or, or 27. I may be a little bit off, but it says, and we know that all things work out for the good for those who love God. 
See, that is we have to make a, a declaration unto ourselves that we trust in God, that we love God and that we will follow his lead. Well, if we look at Humpty Dumpty, when you're safe and sound in Christ, you are comfortable with whatever outcome could come your way because you know that things going to work out for your good no matter what situation that you're in. I know that's easier said than done because I know even now, as many years as I've been following Christ, there are times when obstacles come up my way. I don't know if I can truly say, as you may say, that I know that this is going to work out for my good. I want to believe it with everything I have and everything in, in me tells me to believe it. But I have to put that part in there and tell God, help me with my unbelief, because there are certain things that challenge me that I'm not that sure that I'm comfortable in. So I'm still learning and I'm still striving and I'm still growing. But I do trust in God's, uh, uh, his principles and his purpose and his procedures. I won't abort the process, but I'm not going to say I don't delay some of the process along the way. But back to Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall. Now he's sitting up there and we have to look at again, looking at uh, him perched on the wall as a place of elevation or a place of separation. If you ever sat on any type of wall, high or low, there is a distance from where you're sitting and from the ground or from the ground up, however you want to look at it, you're elevated from the situation or from the, the presence where you are. But knowing where you're sitting on that perch and you're looking around and looking at different things, you're seeing things from a higher level or could be lower level, depending on where the, 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 the top of the wall is. If you have to climb up on it, then it's a higher level. But if you have to drop down on it, then you're looking from either eye level or for a comfortable level. But either way, you're in a place where if you lift your feet, you're elevated from the ground. So it's still a place of elevation. It could be a, safe, a place of comfort or a place of awareness. And if we look at Humpty Dumpty in the situation, whatever situation that came about that caused him to fall back or fall forward, it, 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 it has a, a drastic in, uh, 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 impact on his life or its life. If you fall forward and fell into pieces, that means that you're going forward and maybe you're going forward in, in, into something new and you fell in pieces because you wasn't quite ready. Or you fell backwards, meaning that you had to learn. So forward, falling forward, you're falling into a progress movement. You're falling backwards or something that you have to rekindle or recamp or revisit. I mean, that's the part that I want you to look at. It's not a negative thing. It's just that sometimes we have to learn. We have to go through something for the second time or we have to take a step and going forward to get out of our comfort zone. The, the problem that I'm having, though. If we follow the, 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 the nursery rhyme, when he fell off in the, the hill or fall off the wall or whatever it may be, he realized that he was scattered. He realized that it was some things broken. It was, he realized that there was a need to fix this thing to put him back together again. So this remind me of Ezekiel 37, you know, the famous dry bones when they were all scattered apart. And in this vision, you're seeing that he's looking for the animals and he's looking for man to fix him up. But in the truth of the matter, he should be looking for God to do this. We should be always looking for God to do greater work in us, especially when the place where we can't gather ourselves, when we can't fix whatever has been broken, when we don't know of, no other way to do. We need to trust in God because we're supposed to be fully persuaded that nothing would take us from the love of Christ. Again, that's in Romans 8. We have to be able to, to validate our position with Christ and stand firm in knowing that God will use whatever he has. Yeah, God could use the animals. God could use man. We have illustration in the Bible where two counsel God used the animals. He used the, the, the chicken, the crow to remind Peter. 
and he also used the 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 um the donkey to to stop Ahab from being killed by the um is it Ahab or Nahab, whatever the, the prophet name was to keep him from being killed by the 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 angel both of them played a significant part but look at this we are just like the man by the pool of Bethesda he's been there for 38 years and situation has been the same but when the time came for him to get his deliverance or get his healing or get whatever he needed from God he got upset because the way that he has been there uh, and watched things happen was to be the first to get in the water when his real blessing was trusting in God. And when God would show up, he would identify who he was and receive the blessing that he needed. And when Jesus showed up and said, how can I make you whole? The first thing he said, I have no man. See, the devil wants us to establish our faith on what we can see instead of what we believe and where our hope is and our faith is. He wants us to begin to look at man for the answer to our situation. But we're supposed to be looking to God to show us all these things. And back to Humpty Dumpty on the ground, scattered in pieces, knowing that he can be healed, knowing that he can be fixed. He began to look on the only thing that falls back on most of the time when we fall in our situation. We look for family, friends and, and, and other people to help us out of our situation. Better yet, we look for the world or man to come and save us from our situation. Some things you have to go through so you can establish your trust in God and see that he's a way maker. As the Bible says, he's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. But if you've never been through anything that caused you to go through some transition, you don't know who he is and how important he is to your life. And sometimes we have to welcome these transitions in our life, falling forward or falling backwards to really identify that God is with us. He said, I never leave you or forsake you. But there are times and, and we can all probably uh stand firm on this, that our faith is not where we think it should be, or faith is not where it is. And sometimes it is where it is. And we have to be truthful with that. The Bible says that we have the faith, the size of a mustard seed. We can speak to that mountain and be thy removed and expect it to go and be removed in that place. Now that's the mountains of the things that trial, the trials and tribulation that come in your life. You should be able to speak to those things and they should begin to subside or be removed and you will come out victorious. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, that I put no more you can bear without an escape. Well, we need to start asking God, where is my escape plan? Illuminate my pathway so that I'll be able to see an acceptable end. That I know that all things help me to restore my faith that I can say all things work to good for those who love the Lord. I have to believe that. But let's be truthful. You know, I'm talking. How many times can you really say that I'm not there yet? And be comfortable in saying that. Not trying to find no new way around it. Not trying to find another avenue to teach or, or try to look an image. Be real with yourself. Humpty Dumpty was broken into pieces. And he said, I need help. And he began to look for help. So I commend him looking for help. Now, where he went to looking for help, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I have to be reserved on that. Because there are sometimes that God will send people in your way to help you when you're in a time of need. And then sometimes he needs you to just trust that he'll provide for you. It, it makes me think of that old... Uh, story that they said that this man was seeking and they had a, a great flood to come about and he climbed to the top of the roof of his house and the water was kept on rising and and in that times people came and see about him first a guy came on a canoe and, and told him that uh come on let's get in the canoe he said no um i believe god will provide and then another guy came in a a, a boat he said nah 
God is going to provide. And then the last time that God came with the with the helicopter to pick him up, he said, oh, no, I'm waiting on God to come pick me up. So, uh, of course, you know that the water kept rising and eventually he drowned. And they said that when he made it to heaven, he asked a question. He said, well, God, why didn't you come see me? Why you ain't come redeem me? Why did I have to die? And he said to him, well, I sent you the canoe. You didn't want to ride in the canoe. So I sent you a bigger boat. You didn't want to ride on the boat. So I sent you an air, air, a helicopter. You didn't want to fly in the air. So what else did you want me to do but to let you die? See, dying for him was to be one with Christ. But the whole uh, nutshell of this story was God sent many means for you to find a safe passage. But because you chose to sit there and, and wait for something better to happen, you missed out and, and lost out. Yeah, there's no look at a part of him going to heaven. But look at how many times he had a chance to make right or to get out of that situation. Well, this is us. So many times God has shown us ways to get up from our situation. But some some of us have this idea that the only way we can get to the place that God has us to be or get to a place of comfort is that it has to be orchestrated in the way that we want it to be. And Humpty Dumpty gave that that, that greatest illustration. Hey, send the horses, send the, uh, send, send the help, send a man, send this, send that. When actually we need to trust in God said, I don't care who you send or what you send. Just send it now, God, that I can get up from here and know that you're sending it for my help. We got to believe that God is not going to leave us or forsake us. His word says that. But if you don't trust in the process that God will help you out. And the reason why you fell forward or fell backwards is because there's something that must have been learned. There's some position that you need to establish in yourself with God and the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Humpty Dumpty, just like half of us, we don't have that connection and that relationship with God. We know of God. We tell people we're saved, but we haven't finished the process of salvation. Maybe the time that happened with, with this, this illustration was he had to get to a place where he had to be humble and start his work all over again. This time, finding that God is everything that he said. You know, it reminds me of Matthew 12, 43 through 45. It talks about when an unclean spirit goes away and it comes back, looks in and it sees that the house is garnished. And then it goes and it finds the other uh, uh, seven uh, uh, demonic spirits and it comes back and it says, let us go back to our house, establishing that they have ownership over this resident. You know why they say that? Because when they looked in the house, they seen that it was garnished, but there was no occupants. What am I saying? When you ask for salvation, when you say that you declare that the Lord... Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you're connected. You have to finish the process. You have to go ahead and make that validation with God, make that secure relationship and connection with him where he introduced the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in John 14 and 17, he says, he said, when the spirit of come, the spirit of truth come, he said, who the world will not see, but you'll see it and know it because it dwells with you and dwell in you. See, that merger that we're talking about is the gift that Jesus talked about. He had to leave in order for it to come so we would have the comforter. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. He's talking about you going to need something that's going to help you to go through this, this task of life. The devil is going to try to kill, steal, and destroy with you. But I'm going to give you a way that I'm going to make your crooked pathway straight and I'm going to lead and guide you into all truth. That's what he said he'll do. But if you don't go through the process of letting yourself uh, come to the realization that you can't do nothing without Christ, that you believe in Christ, you believe that he died on the cross for your sin and you accept him as your Lord and Savior and then start denouncing the very connections that kept you from him. 
the things that the devil has plagued in your mind or plugged upon your person or, or surround you around. You have to begin to deprogram for that. And you have to accept the power that comes with the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says the Holy Ghost comes, it brings power. Yes, it brings the anointing because the anointing is what breaks the yoke of bondage. This is what sets you free. For the Bible says who he set free is free indeed. This only happens when you have established a connection, a relationship where you trust God and the spirit of God called the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you in all truth, where you're surrendering your all to, to God, that he may have his way with you and let his perfect will be done in you and through you. Humpty Dumpty was showing you that you are just like him. I'm just like you and all rest of us that, that follow Christ. There are times when we have to fall off our high place, our safe place, fall forward or fall backwards just to be able to be picked up, regather, cleansed up and go forth and do the things that God has called us. It reminds me in Isaiah 64 and I think it's eight through 10 that he talks about we all like 50 rags. But but we have to understand there's a cleansing that go on. There's a part that takes place in our life that will help us to establish ourselves and resist the devil. You cannot resist the devil unless you know the key to keep him away. Jesus gave the perfect illustration of that. When he was tempted for the 40 days, let me back up. Before that even happened, the Bible says that John called Jesus out from the back and brought him to the water to be baptized. Now look what happened. Jesus being of all power and all knowing, what happened? The Bible says while he was being baptized, he said that the Holy Ghost descended upon him like a dove. And then the Bible says that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. What does that say to us? What does that say to us? Hmm. That we need to understand that there are some trials and tribulations that's going to come about that the Holy Ghost is going to allow to happen. That's going to lead and guide us to a new revelation, a new beginning and some new direction, new purpose, new destiny. We have to believe that we're serving a God that will carry us to the uttermost parts of the world. Sometimes only in our mind, only in our spiritual connection, where we can be motivated to go forth and touch heaven. And it's, you know, that's just a, a state of words. I mean, where you can sit back and say, I know my God is able to do it. I'm going to trust in him. And no matter where I'm at in this situation, no matter how broken I feel, no matter how scattered I am in my thoughts, no matter what's going on in my life, I am going to serve God. I'm going to call on his name and I'm going to go forth in him. I'm not going to be sitting by the road just waiting. I'm going to sit by that road. I'm going to yell out and call out to heaven like the blind man. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus until something happens. Or maybe we're going to be like the lady with the issue of blood. After we have given everything up to man, we're going to go out there and reach if we can just touch to him. When the whole world is against us, when we shouldn't be out there, when we shouldn't be doing this, we're going to trust in God that he's going to lead us to our breakthrough. Yeah. Maybe we'll be like the Candonite lady and we have to petition God on behalf of our family. We have to sit there and no matter what he says or what is shared with us, all the no answers in the world, we got to stand firm and believe that we serve God and he's able to do that. Because what she did, he told her, it's not fit to feed a dog. And he's like, man, called her a dog. But what did she say? It don't matter. I'll take the crumbs. But she worshiped him even though because she was determined to come and get what she set out to do. 
See, the problem is, saints, all of us ain't that determined. All of us are not that focused. And all of us not willing to press through. We're just there. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. And he realized when he hit the ground that he was in trouble. Sometimes we need to hit the ground and realize that we're in trouble. Sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone and step into something new. Try something new. But you're not doing it by yourself. You're doing it with God. That's a win-win for you. At least that's what I think. Hmm. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, fell back, broke all up into pieces, and began to look for answers to get out of that situation. How many times are you looking for the answer to get you out of that dried up situation? How many times are you looking for the answer to help you so that you don't fall back into wherever you're coming out of? How do you go by processing and saying, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to seek him first, the kingdom of heaven. We supposed to be saying, you know what? No matter what happens, let me see what God is saying about me getting to the next stage in my life. What is God saying for my vision? What is God saying for my future? You said you serve and you trust him. Then why don't you sit back and say, now, God, I need you to start revealing things to me. Y'all remember in Genesis, the first thing he says, let there be light and things begin to illuminate. Why you don't believe that you can say to God, lighten up my future. Show me the pathway that I got to take. Show me how I don't fall into the snares and the traps of the adversary. Show me how to call on your name when I'm in a diehard need or just call your name to glorify you or call your name just to worship you. Teach me how to have a worship in me. Teach me how to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and in praise. Teach me how to celebrate you. Let it not always be about you. Sometimes falling backwards means that you can start a fresh start. Maybe sometimes you got to a place where you are, but you need to step back and see that you restore your first love. The Bible says in Revelation, there are times when you say, hey, you've lost your first love, but God is forgiving God. And what I mean by losing your first love is sometimes you're so focused on other things that you're not hearing the voice of God. And sometimes he has to remove you from a place so you can start saying, "Okay, I got it now. Let's go this way or let's do it that way. So many times we have went into roadblocks, not because we've done something so wrong. It's because as we were going forth, we missed a turn here or missed a turn there or we went before God and God had to put us at a halt before we hurt ourselves. I just believe that everything that we're doing has already been mapped out and we need the connection of the Holy Spirit to guide us into the very blessings, the very destiny, the very purpose that God has laid out through the time of our, our, our life stand that we'll be able to go into these things with eye open. Hmm. And sometimes it takes a catastrophic uh, uh, issue or situation to get you out of that comfort place so you can make those necessary changes. I don't know. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Had a great fall. It didn't say a short fall. It said a great fall. What is your great fall? And it don't always mean that you got to fall into damnation or something to hurt. But sometimes the falling means is to come off your high, high pedal so, and step down and say, hmm, let me look at this a little different. Sometimes you have to step down so you can help somebody else to get up. You can't get so far caught up in yourself or so far removed from life that you can't see there are people around you that need help. And the knowledge that you have, maybe extend that back to somebody. You pull somebody out of their situation. Then the Bible says, how can we work? To, uh, how can we walk together unless we both agree? 
And then it says better that you walk by two because one fall in the ditch, you're there to pick them up and also to keep them warm if you get cold. Sometimes it's a team effort that we forget about when we're on certain plates, certain plateaus in our life. Sometimes we forget about the small people. And that's one thing as a Christian, you can never forget the small people because those are the same people that may be used to get you to the next blessing in your life. I'm not saying that Humpty Dumpty was all pride for sitting on the hill. But what if he was? What if he had to get to the place that you're not where you think you are? And maybe you have to start this work all over again. Anybody ever thought about that? 